you can change the world. Learn from proven change makers from all walks of life. They'll show you how to raise money, invest for impact, and so much more. You can start small, start today, and never quit. You can change the world by strengthening your superpowers. Now, welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Hello, everyone. We've got uh, today such a great guest. We've got with us Carl Dakin, uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Dakin Capital. He's an extraordinary guy who's who shares my passion for investment crowdfunding and the ways that that can change the world and help to build community. Carl, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Devin. Happy to be a guest. Well, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, why don't you take a minute and just, you know, kind of get us oriented. Tell us about uh, Dakin Capital and all the great things that you're doing. So Dakin Capital is a consulting company of mine where I work primarily with small businesses. And what I try to do is help them figure out where to obtain the capital they need to either start the business or grow their business. So I, I uh, wear what I call my capital coach hat here, which uh, is uh, one where I, uh, I basically act like a coach in helping design capital campaigns and how to stage them, get ready to receive capital. And then depending upon the company, I may continue as an advisor, or in some cases, they actually give the keys to the car to me and I get to drive the entire capital campaign. So uh, in all of that, my goal is to help the small business uh, obtain the capital they need. I view small businesses as my way of doing impact or contributing to impact in the world and making it a better place. Uh, because small businesses are the ones who advance new products or services. They're the ones who can bring innovation to the market. And it's through these kinds of changes that we can make the world a better place. We can enrich the quality of life for everyone who's on the planet. And uh, if they're held back by lack of capital, then it's my job as I see it to help them get beyond that challenge and continue to move forward. Well, it's uh, it really is great work that you're doing. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to learn from you. Uh, this isn't our first connection. You and I have had the opportunity to do some fun things together. You're a member of the Impact Cherub Club that uh, meets every month to look at uh, impact opportunities via crowdfunding. And uh, that's been a fun way to get to know you. Uh, you you appeared uh, in January on the uh, Super Crowd Hour webinar as a panelist talking about your investing and how entrepreneurs can pitch to impact investors. Uh, and also, hoping to have you present uh, at Supercrowd24. So we're just thrilled for the opportunities we have to, to connect with you and grateful that you would take some time today to be with us. As you think about um, the work that we, uh, you and I are so passionate about doing, but that, that you do so well, um, examples of some of the clients that you've worked with that you are really proud of having helped? Yeah, I work with all kinds of companies in all kinds of industries, and and uh, some people think I'm confused because of the diversity of things that I work with. So uh, right now, I'm working on a dinosaur theme park. Uh, I'm working with an international lottery gaming company. 
uh, I'm working with a company who is using topical CBD products to reduce pain and inflammation. And, uh, and I'm also helping with a local uh, crowdfunding platform that is working to set up a farm to table group of supporters for any small business that's looking for microfinancing here within the state of Colorado. And the list goes on. Uh, so at any given time, uh, it's hard to tell what I'm gonna be working on. Uh, but uh, one example right now that I think is really uh, pertinent to this particular audience is um, in this work to set up a farm to table funding system with uh, equity crowdfunding, uh, there's a current offering live uh, going on the CrowdSprout platform that's with a company called Greenstone Wild. Uh, they make a protein food bar uh, that is actually quite tasty and it's vegan and, and all these kinds of things. And this company uh, typifies what I typically see where we have a company that have been around for a number of years. They're just at a point of figuring everything out and, and getting ready to grow with good speed but they've now gone outside of friends and family. They need more money than uh, they can find and they're gonna to have to reach out to people they don't know. So I work with these companies to try to figure out who is most likely to invest in them. And uh, the motivated money thing behind my head is my approach to finding people who are most motivated to act in their own self-interest to invest in a startup company which ordinarily would be avoided or ignored because they're too young, too risky, uh, too new, too innovative. And uh, if I can help them explain who they are and the value, the benefit that they bring to different groups of people, then some of those people may step up and invest into that company and, and um, then we succeed in attaining the capital goal. This company is, is as I said, typical. It's got two founders, they're both working part-time, uh, they're both working multiple jobs, and, and yet despite all these other things, they have stepped forward to create their own business. They've created a new food product in a highly competitive market, and they didn't let any of the usual uh, objections or people tell them no to stop them. Uh, and so they're in motion, they're moving forward. So uh, a shout out to Zach and to Laura on what they're doing with Greens Gone Wild and uh, I encourage people who are interested in investing in crowdfunding um, to consider their type of campaign and what they're doing, which I help them design, uh, which kind of runs contrary to how most uh, capital campaigns are set up. So um, I, I, I have to admit that sometimes I'm going uh, against the stream, against the wind within the crowdfunding community uh, because uh, I, I don't believe that investment or equity crowdfunding campaigns should be pointed just to wealthy people. I think that by and large, that small businesses like Greens Gone Wild uh, should be pointing and targeting their campaign to their customers, uh, people who may already know them or future customers uh, who can understand and get value from the products. And then I, I structure the campaign offer differently to include products and discounts and other things to give value and immediate gratification to the investor instead of asking the investor to step back and wait for an indefinite period of time before uh, potentially realizing the rewards of their investment. So um, happy to dive deep in into more details and all that, but uh, this is um, 
This is an example of what I think a lot of crowdfunding can do, which is find that money that's not available from anywhere else and get it in the hands of these small businesses who can make changes in the world. Yeah, I, it's great stuff. I, I want to drill down on this idea that targeting your customers, for instance, is a better strategy than targeting rich people for your campaign. I think there's a lot of validity to this. And so but part of your strategy is to design in the kind of reward style crowdfunding into the investment crowdfunding. Tell us a little bit about how you worked at, for instance, with the, the Greens Gone Wild group. How does that work, for instance? Are you, are you able to do that there? Yes. Uh, so uh, the minimum investment in Greens Gone Wild is $100. Uh, this is a dollar amount that seems to have shaken out within the, the industry where it's enough money to help the business without getting so small that the cost of raising capital overwhelms it. But uh, ordinarily, you would see a small business say, I'm going to give you so many shares of stock or so many units of membership interest or uh, even the new, uh, well, it's not new to me, but the concept of revenue sharing, uh, they're all equity based. They're all based upon the profitability or revenue of the business. And they're all uncertain. They're all in the future. And this makes it something that an average person on the street who doesn't see themselves as an investor is going to have a hard time wrapping their mind around it and getting excited about it. So when I, I start talking about consumers, customers with Greens Gone Wild, if you make a $100 investment, you're also going to get $50 of free product. And, and that means that they'll ship to your door product just like if you had ordered it on their online website. But it, uh, this is in the package of $50 value. Then we also give a $100 discount on future purchases. So you get 20% off of the list price on buying these products, again, off the list price on the website. So now I have $100 of stock, I have $50 of product, and I have $100 of discounts. And then we throw in another $25 of product that's gifted to a local charity. So you end up with a retail value of $275 on a $100 investment. And you will realize $50 of that value immediately in, in terms of getting product in your own hands. You'll realize $25 where you've gifted product to a charity in your neighborhood and you're holding $100 of discounts going forward that you can use today, tomorrow, or next year uh, to buy that product. So you have so many different pieces of value that are integrated into the package. And then if the stock does perform as projected and everything goes well, technically all the product and discounts and everything else you got for free. You didn't pay for them because you got all your value out of selling the stock down the road. So it creates multiple exits or ways of gaining back value from the investment while moving the needle forward in terms of when do you benefit from this investment? It's not sometime in the future, two, three, four, five years. It's today and this year, whenever you exercise the coupons. Uh, so in this way, uh, I'm thinking in the mindset of a customer, a consumer, I know what a good deal is. I know when I go to the store and I see something's marked down in price that 
that's something I should consider. If I was going to buy it anyway, I would do it during a sale instead of waiting till later. And I brought all those elements together, which in some ways looks like a rewards campaign, but because it includes the equity, the ownership in the company, that's a much greater value, but more difficult for that consumer to evaluate. So we, we kind of push it into a second place. It's a second reason for investing rather than the primary reason for investing. But this has a great benefit to the small business because now, unlike rewards crowdfunding, where you may be one and done, it's a single transaction, because you have an ownership position, you're going to go forward and buy your products from this company going forward because it's in your self-interest. So it creates that long-term relationship, that continuity, stability with your customers, your consumers. Uh, so the business is getting so many different values out of this at the same time that the customer consumer is getting so many values out of it. It's you know it's such a good point and and so incredibly valid. I I I, I invested a hundred bucks in a local restaurant a few years ago and spent multiples of that uh, eating there. So uh, I I gave them more than enough profit. Forget revenue, more than enough profit to pay me back, uh, which they are continuing to do right on schedule. So it's it, it's been a great deal. Listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break here for just a minute. But when we come back, we're, we're here with Carl Dakin. And, and Carl is the founder of Dakin Capital. He's a, a an extremely experienced, knowledgeable uh, expert on crowdfunding and, and works with all kinds of entrepreneurs to help them raise capital using uh, investment crowdfunding. This is a great conversation. You don't want to miss it. But when we come back, we'll talk to Carl about his superpowers. So stick around. Join us at SuperCrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro. March 21st at the B&O Rail Museum. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. At the February SuperCrowd Hour, you can meet the Crowdfunding Professional Association. Learn how to join and make a difference. Devin will be joined by Brian Christie, Jenny Casson, Brian Beeley, and Scott McIntyre. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Join us for Supercrowd24 for two full days of wealth and impact-creating content at this virtual conference on April 17th and 18th. We'll have 100 speakers and live pitch sessions. Learn how to invest like a pro and raise money from the crowd. Save 50% with the discount code SUPERCROWD at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back. We're, we're here today with uh, our friend, Carl Dakin. I want to uh, just tell you, you know, he really is a, a genius in the crowdfunding space. We're lucky to have him with us, but now we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about his superpower. Uh, Carl, I, I, just to put this in context, when the Jobs Act passed, I think you saw the potential of this new innovation in in the capital markets to really change the game for small business. And there are millions upon millions of small businesses, most of whom uh, have a need for some capital. And so, you know, th this market is just beginning to develop into what it has the potential to be. You were an early visionary. You came to this market and you said, hey, man, uh, this is something, but it's taking too long. So you got with some of your friends and in Colorado and you passed a law in Colorado to make crowdfunding 
legal in the state before the Jobs Act was even implemented. And then you set up a portal that could operate under those new laws to help people raise capital. Uh, really an innovator, truly, truly, truly. As you look back and you think about all the things you've done in your career, what do you see as your superpower? Well, um, I, I sometimes say that I'm a puzzle solver, uh, that I have the ability to connect the dots. But what some people would say is I see dots that no one else sees because I, I keep walking into the room and go, well, why don't we do it this way? And everybody, there's a pause and everybody goes, never thought about that. Um, and I don't know whether it's the fact I grew up on a farm or that where we had to fix everything with pliers and bailing wire. So I got into problem solving early in my career, uh, but I enjoy uh, the challenge of trying to figure out how to get that capital into the hands of a small business. And for so many reasons that we've discussed, Devin, uh, small businesses quite often simply won't qualify for a lot of the ordinary and, and default sources of capital, whether it's a bank or an angel investor, private equity firm, because they're not making enough profit or they're not doing something else. So um, if I can figure out how to get them funded, which may not involve cash or it may not involve any of the usual suspects, uh, I'm okay with that. I got the job done and, and that makes me happy. Well, that's fantastic. You know, the, the your ability to solve problems and, and drive innovation is really critically important. And of course, so many people want to be able to do it. Can you think of a specific example when you used that ability to solve a big problem, something that, you really, uh, that was really challenging and that you're proud to have overcome? Well, I, I kind of look at that in crowdfunding right now, uh, where uh, every time I look at a crowdfunding deal, it looks like it was designed and aimed at an angel investor, a wealthy individual who uh, on average will make about a $25,000 investment uh, over three to 10 different investments. But crowdfunding wasn't designed for that. It was the JOBS Act was passed to enable non-wealthy people who represent somewhere between 90 to 95% of the population to put their money into the market and build wealth. And this was primarily to help small businesses get the capital they needed. Um, and because the Jobs Act was passed during the Great Recession where everybody was shutting down, firing people, there was no economic activity. And, and the government suddenly recognized entrepreneurs almost like for the first time and said, hey guys, get going. And all the entrepreneurs turn around and go, there's no money available to us, we can't do anything. So they passed the Jobs Act in, in 2012, and, and I was I was excited and celebrating that fact. And then uh, they took four years before the SEC passed regulations allowing the act to take place. And, and by that time, the Great Recession was mostly over. It's kind of like too little, too late. But uh, it changed the entire thinking that uh, investment's not limited to wealthy people. And I think that uh, if we're going to fully realize the potential, the benefits of equity crowdfunding, we really have to continue to concentrate on how do you get a non-wealthy person to be able to make an investment where they can benefit enough that it makes sense to them at their income level and where they're at in their life. And uh, I think of that the work I'm doing now is, is probably some of the most creative work I've done 
and, and trying to overcome uh, these, these expectations which don't work and find something that will work. Yeah, it, 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 that's a great example. And, and crowdfunding is such a powerful tool. It's so exciting to see it coming into uh, maturity. And, and uh, I, I'm hopeful that it'll continue to grow under leadership like yours. Um, as you think about your ability, you talk about, uh, you know, growing up on a farm and fixing problems with pliers and baling wire. Uh, I can relate to that a little tiny bit. Uh, and uh, but I, I'm not sure I feel like uh, a great problem solver. Uh, you know, I get stymied by problems at times. What are some of the things, the strategies you've developed, the tips you'd offer for people to, to be a better problem solver and innovator? Well, I, I think that uh, too often we think forward based upon what we've done in the past. Um, and um, I think Peter Drucker once said that the best entrepreneurs are like driving a pickup backwards at night without any lights. Uh, it's kind of a scary thing to step away from what you know and do something new or different. But uh, you have to set aside whatever fear that is because you, you can't really explore new or innovative ways of doing things uh, without understanding that what you're going to do probably will not work, uh, may require multiple repetitions to find something that will work. And there's going to be a cost to that. And that's an investment of your time that you may want to spend elsewhere. Uh, but uh, in, in doing that, uh, by setting aside what was done in the past, uh, then it kind of gives you a blank canvas where you can now say, well, what is it I was really trying to accomplish? Rather than uh, saying, well, I'm going to go down to the bank and get turned down. Uh, well, I needed uh, money to buy a piece of equipment. Well, instead of buying the equipment, maybe I could borrow the equipment or maybe I could lease the equipment. Uh, or maybe Joe, my neighbor, has some equipment. He's not using it right now. And uh, like borrowing a lawnmower to mow my lawn, I can borrow his tractor to go plow my field. No money changed hands in that transaction, but I got to where I wanted to go. So, um, you know, kind of boiling it down or stripping it down to what is my true objective? What am I trying to do here? Let's not assume I have to raise capital or I need to talk to somebody who's going to turn me down. Let's think about who has the resource, what I'm trying to do, uh, how does that move my company forward? And, and this ends up creating uh, a wealth of opportunities. Not all of them are going to work, but it, it gets you out of being uh, basically pessimistic uh, that you're not going to succeed because you're not going to try any things you know don't work. Let's go try something that you haven't tried before. Yeah, uh, that it, it, it's uh, brilliant, brilliant thinking. As we get to the end of, the, of our time together, I want to invite you now, Carl, to take a minute and tell people uh, how they can get in touch with you, learn more about your work, and and otherwise engage with you. Uh, maybe social media links, wh whatever you want to share. Yeah, so um, I'm doing the best I can to to be in all of your upcoming programs, Devin. So um, I, I would certainly use uh, SuperCrowd as a starting point. Uh, right now, I recently just started a newsletter on the LinkedIn platform called Instant Funding. 
Uh, it's a daily newsletter that I try to share lessons, and I'm actually on a, a currently on a 20-part series plus 20 parts on uh, equity crowdfunding from a small business standpoint, trying to really get down into the weeds and explain how these pieces fit together. That makes my approach to raising capital pretty much different from the way most people are doing that. Uh, you can find my profile, my LinkedIn uh, profile there. It has all my contact information. You can also go to my website at www.dakincapital.com. And um, I'm also appearing on a number of podcasts. I'm offering myself up as a guest to, to use any platform, anytime, anywhere to uh, talk about my passion of helping small businesses raise capital. Oh, fantastic. Carl, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. You know, you, you and I share a passion for, for crowdfunding and helping small businesses uh, to strengthen communities, solve problems, uh, make the world a better place. Uh, and so I'm grateful for your taking the time to be here today and want to be clear, we want to see you succeed in, in your work because the more you succeed, the more people around you are succeeding and, and we love to see that. So uh, again, thank you for being here and we wish you every success. Yeah, thank you, Devin, and, and thank you for all the work you do. I appreciate your being a champion for impact investing and, and for crowdfunding and, and the hybrid of those two. All righty. Now, let's do some good.